Learning, education, and professional development are not the same. Similar, yes, interrelated even, but fundamentally and importantly different. We believe understanding learning in its broadest and deepest sense is not just an academic exercise. If we take the parochial view of learning as merely education, we limit ourselves dangerously. I'm Salisa Steele. I'm Jeff Cobb, and this is the Leading Learning Podcast. We thought about calling this episode Learning Versus Education, but we thought that sounded adversarial, so we settled on learning and education. Yeah, versus suggest legal briefs and opposing parties, or maybe even world wrestling entertainment style smackdown. Yeah, and we don't want to do anything that brings wrestling in given the other Jeff Cobb, because dear listener, if you don't know, Leading Learning's Jeff Cobb has to compete with another Jeff Cobb on the interwebs, Jeff Cobb, the professional wrestler. Yeah, my nemesis. So aside from wanting to keep wrestling out of this, the point we want to make is not that learning and education are opposed or at odds, but simply they are different. And because the difference feels important at the strategic level, we want to devote an episode to walking through the distinction. And maybe we can start by just sharing why this is top of mind for us. Yeah. So, you know, we had a question related to this recently from a consulting client who is trying to, well, they're sort of reinventing their education, transforming it, and want to now figure out what to call that department that used to be education and events. I won't say what the exact title was before, but the question was going forward, should it be education? Should it be professional development? Should it be learning? What terminology should be used for this new transformed uh, learning function within the organization? And so maybe we can just kind of unpack some of those usual suspects when it comes to what terms tend to get used to describe this type of work. And I think you just kind of ticked off the, the three that are top of mind, education, professional development, and learning. And I think education tends to be applied to conventional schooling from K through 12 all the way up through higher ed degrees. You know, so we as a society tend to talk about things like a high school education or a college education. That's right. And education tends to be about taking classes, earning credentials, uh, acquiring and proving the acquisition of knowledge and skills. And education tends to deal with activities and outcomes that are set by others. So you might have the school board or, you know, the the university administration making some of those decisions about what constitutes education. Right. You know, and the role of formal education, you know, established knowledge and, and the credentials associated with them get a lot of attention in society because, well, formal education produces relatively clear signals that can be seen and used as social and economic capital. The college degree, for example, is a big one. That signals something to the job market that's very important. So that's kind of a a look at education as, as a term. Let's talk about professional development. And I think professional development tends to be applied to shorter but still structured learning experiences. So these also tend to be focused on adult learners after they've completed their formal education. Right. And, you know, professional development tends to be about preparing that adult to, 
to do a specific job or or to do a job better. There's, there's that development aspect of it. You're developing yourself as a professional. And so, you know, these experiences are going to help you do that. And so then that brings us to the third term, learning. And Jeff, I know that you have put forth a definition in the past, and I think it's a, a good definition for us to fall back on here. And that is that learning is the lifelong process of transforming information and experiences into knowledge, skills, behaviors, and attitudes. Yeah, it's amazing how much sort of tweaking and wordsmithing it took over time just to get to to that sentence. But I think that kind of sums it up pretty well. But, you know, learning is an umbrella term that encompasses education and professional development, but also just much more than that. That's right, because it includes informal experiences as well as those formal experiences that tend to get called education or called professional development. And because it encompasses informal experiences as well, it's just a little bit fuzzier as a category. Definitely, definitely. But really, it is, you know, everything that is impacting knowledge, skills, behaviors, and attitudes. And that's how we use that term, learning. At Tagoras, we're experts in the global business of lifelong learning. And we use our expertise to help clients better understand their markets, connect with new customers, make the right investment decisions, and grow their learning businesses. We achieve these goals through expert market assessment, strategy formulation, and platform selection services. If you're looking for a partner to help your learning business achieve greater reach, revenue, and impact, learn more at tagoras.com services. And so our belief is that education can be a little bit limiting. To use that term education can have us think about really just one part of learning. Yeah, I mean, it can tend to keep us stuck in that we've always done it that way sort of mindset, which was part of the issue there, like in in renaming a department, because if you're trying to take things forward, you want to transform, you want to do new things in a new way. Education comes with that baggage that it's about a certain set of activities, a certain set of rules and and outcomes that you're trying to achieve. And if you're transforming, you probably want to move beyond that. Right. Education tends to be conservative, and we're using that term conservative in a non-political sense, meaning it conserves, preserves, passes along the established body of knowledge or the established narrative in whatever field you're you're dealing with. And it tends to treat the narrative as epistemological rather than instrumental. And Jeff, I'm going to leave it to you to unpack what we mean by yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> toss, toss that hot potato to me. I, I think we need a, a bell to ring too whenever we use uh, one of those words like that, what one of my grandfathers would have called a, a $5 word. But epistemological is basically just, you know, the basis of knowledge and learning. So education, you know, tends to uh, treat the narrative that way rather than as instrumental, which is just a means to an end. And if I sort of dig my hole deeper and go into philosophy here, back to the the times of, of Plato, you can think of education as about being kind of, you know, what is, what is established, what can be, uh, you can kind of get your arms around in this world versus becoming, which learning is very much about becoming. What's always in process can't actually be nailed down. Learning is instrumental. It's a, it's a, it's a means to an end that keeps repeating itself again and again. 
I think another aspect of education is that it tends to forefront the teacher or the subject matter expert. And again, because I think there's this idea of the established body of knowledge. So there's therefore this idea of the expert, someone who really knows that body of knowledge and and can then therefore pass that body of knowledge along to someone else. Right. And as you know, you can already pick up from some of what we're saying, if you're, if you're really stuck in the, the concept of, of education, as, as we've described it, that can really stymie innovation or broader thinking about what needs to be done, what needs to change and improve and grow. Again, thinking about, you know, becoming, you really want to have that sort of direction to what you're doing, which, again, we think learning encompasses better than education does. Even broader language like education and events can still be limiting because Education and events, those tend to be about the things that you offer. They tend to be about the products, about what you do. And learning is more about the goal. It's more about this outcome that you are seeking for your learners. Right. So we encourage listeners to embrace learning, which is a mindset for the learners and for your learning business as the way that you think about what you're doing, what you're delivering. Yes, education will be a part of that but really to, to think more broadly. I mean, as we've been, we, we talked about education being more conservative and, and we've talked about learning sort of being more about becoming. Learning just really is inherently progressive. It's always in the process of happening. The, the person who is learning is actively changing. Learning causes change and change causes learning. Yeah, so there's sort of this virtuous cycle where the change and the learning are driving one another. I think another difference between kind of the education focus versus the learning focus is that I said that education tends to forefront the teacher or the subject matter expert. I think learning forefronts the learner. It's about her own active role in her development and growth. And, you know, ultimately, learning is up to the learner. You know, we as teachers or facilitators, we can only lead the horse to water. That's right. And all of this, too, we probably need to emphasize and then reemphasize as we go along. There's nothing wrong with education. There's nothing wrong with professional development. It's not like those aren't terms that should be used, but it is just simply important to recognize them as a smaller slice of this overall learning pie that we're talking about. And maybe just as a small side note, you know, we'll have to see on this front, but I think that generative AI may further increase the importance of learning as opposed to, say, education or professional development alone, because as AI can readily tap into the established body of knowledge in any given field and support an individual in that kind of domain expertise, then it's really going to be the individual's ability to learn, to think critically, to ask good questions, to weigh choices. That's going to just become that much more important. Yeah, and you can really even envision the, you know, the structure that comes right now with education and professional development tends to be put into structuring courses or classes, you know, these defined little bodies of, of knowledge and, and experience that a learner goes through in a point in time. But when you think about how people really tend to learn, if they're given the opportunity to do it, it is, you know, sort of asking questions, applying, asking another question, applying, adjusting. I mean, you think about just your, your use of Google to solve a problem. When people are able to, to do that, they're really learning in a way that supports them in the work they're doing. I mean, we're talking mainly about, you know, professional usage of, of learning here. And really, if you think about what a chat GPT type experience does, 
if somebody can engage with that type of experience and be able to ask about what it is they're trying to find out, what it is they're, they're trying to, to know, get a response, and then be able to sort of continue a dialogue, for me, that's a better learning experience than a course or a class tends to be, particularly if you're talking about online learning. So, I mean, you can see a world where that sort of education mindset is more applied to doing things like creating custom GPTs. So, you know, a, a body of knowledge around a particular skill set or professional need within which the learner can then explore as a learner and the experience isn't driven by the learner within that. I think we can see something like custom GPTs and maybe it's maybe it takes some other form. That's just the, the you know the term for these sort of GPT experiences right now. I could see something like that replacing the traditional education course experience in, in the future. So we chose the term learning business to talk about the audience that we serve because we really do want to help organizations focus on learning broadly, right? That sort of full pie, you know, beyond the education and professional development pieces, we want to help them think broadly about how they can support learners in their learning. Now, that said, you know, anybody who uh, listens to us or follows our work in, in general will notice that we, we often talk about working with organizations in the business of continuing education, professional development, and lifelong learning. And so that's, you know, we, we list the, the three together. And that's mostly because we want people to understand what it is we're talking about. People do identify with those terms, continuing education and professional development. But we want to make sure that the, the, the word learning is in there as well. Well, and I think that ties to what you ultimately recommended to that client about the uh, new departmental name. I mean, you suggested perhaps learning and professional development might be appropriate. So there's sort of that familiar term of, of professional development. There's that commitment to serving the profession. But then there's also that broadness in learning that you really are interested not only in kind of the received knowledge that already exists now, but you want to be part of the learning that goes into continuing that profession going forward. Right. So hopefully that represented the the best of, of both worlds or the best of all worlds, I guess. And, you know, we bring all of this up because to us, language matters. And, you know, if we go back and counted, I, I don't know exactly how many we would come up with, but I think we would come up with a lot of episodes where we've spent time defining key terms. And it's important to us to be clear about key terms. And that's not only because we were educated in literature, but we really do just believe fundamentally that words matter. Words are how we convey ideas. And if we limit our words or if we use them inaccurately, we limit what we can achieve. So we encourage you to be careful with your language, not to use the words learning and education interchangeably. Instead, use each in its proper place. And I think we need to appreciate much more deeply as part of this using the terms correctly and properly, the degree to which learning and life really are interwoven. You know, learning is not confined to the walls of a, a classroom or the structure of a course. Learning really does happen in the flow of life. It's rooted in physicality. It's rooted in emotion. And it's rooted in 
those things as much as in cognition. And, you know, when we shift to seeing learning in this way, it becomes much easier to recognize and, and take advantage of the myriad opportunities for learning that we encounter daily and to help those we serve see and seize those opportunities as well. And yes, sure, some of those opportunities will, of course, arise in the context of education or in the context of professional development. But the vast majority will not because education and learning are not the same thing. Learning, education, and professional development are not the same. Similar, yes, interrelated even, but fundamentally and importantly different. We believe understanding learning in its broadest and deepest sense is not just an academic exercise. If we take the parochial view of learning as merely education, we limit ourselves dangerously. At leadinglearning.com slash episode 397, you'll find show notes, a transcript, and other options for subscribing to the podcast. And we'd be grateful if you would take a minute to rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, especially if you enjoy the show. So Lisa and I personally appreciate reviews and ratings, and they help the podcast show up when people search for content on leading a learning business. And please spread the word about leading learning. You can do that in a one-on-one -on -one note or one-on-one -on -one conversation with a colleague, or you can use social media. In the show notes at leadinglearning.com slash episode 397, you'll find links to connect with us on X, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Thanks again, and see you next time on the Leading Learning Podcast.